0: Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at TNTradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Interviews, news, and views. This is State of the Nation with Steve Hook and Brian McClain. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio.
1: Okay, welcome to State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT. I am Steve Hook. Broadcasting live from the central Jersey shore. And there's my friend right there, Brian McLean, a.k.a. Hesher. He's live in Texas. Uh, hello. It's good to see you. You're in a, uh, you're in a state that's fighting for the freedom of not only your state, Hesher, but for the nation. Really? Right. I mean, goodness gracious. This Texas, uh, immigration battle is really heating up. Uh, so, uh, good to see
2: you brother. Yeah, good to see you as well, Steve, and certainly um, we in the United States are all Texans now uh, if we're concerned about the open border problem, so I'll just say this, don't mess with Texas. That's right, that's right, exactly right, and it is, uh, now I've seen,
1: uh, here's the thing, here's how bad it is uh, for all of our, uh, our, our viewers and listeners that live uh across the pond in the UK or in in Australia or New Zealand what have you um fifty percent of the states in this country are now on record saying they oppose the federal government's uh border policy and I guess the other fifty percent are just kind of sitting on the fence they don't know so the country is speaking very loudly to this hash
2: and they don't seem to give a rip kind of odd but uh there's a caravan that started also, you know, uh, so we're starting to see a lot of on the ground protesting, you know, people coming from all over the nation to show their support for Texas, to show their support for America, to show their support for a country that is sovereign and a country cannot be sovereign without a border. Uh, so it's definitely heating up, Steve, the rhetoric coming out of Washington, D.C. today has uh Well, you know, it's KJP representing the Washington rhetoric, at least from the White House side. And I'll expand on that later in the program. But um, pathetic, typical KJP, pathetic talking points, uh, feckless, useless talking points that mean nothing to anyone who understands what's going on here. Yeah, exactly right. KJP has the worst job
1: in the world. And ironically enough, she's the worst person to do it. So uh, there's that. Uh, We'll get to that in just a bit. How about this one? The White House halts an enormous, well, a couple of enormous gas, natural gas projects uh, in a victory for environmentalists. So says Fox News. This is a pretty startling piece, but it kind of goes to who they are. The White House is halting the permitting process for several proposed liquefied natural gas, that would be LNGs, uh, to export terminal projects over the potential impacts on climate change. Now, I could really get into the weeds in this article, but uh, I'll just hit a couple of bullet points here. It says, in a joint announcement Friday morning, the White House and the Department of Energy said the pause would occur while federal officials conduct a rigorous environmental review assessing the project's carbon emissions. Good Lord. Uh, Which could take more than a year to complete. You see, these are all... When you hear more than a year to complete, you got to think of all the jobs that are not going to happen. You've got to think of all the gas that you are not going to be able to burn to heat your home. Uh, And by the way, we also need to start thinking about our allies uh, over in Europe that rely on liquid natural gas. And while we're ramping our production down... Vladimir Putin is ramping his up, so they're going to be buying liquid natural gas from Russia, propping up the quote-unquote Russian war machine uh, while we stifle, we force them into that position. So while we are funding Ukraine, we're also helping fund Putin, because that's the way we do things here in
2: Biden's America. Makes no sense. What do you think, Ash? Well, let's not forget also that NATO bombed the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which provided Germany and other European countries with a lot of energy. So uh, and then said, oh, Russia bombed their own pipeline. So you're going to have to buy it from us now. So it makes complete sense to me, Steve, in a a, a fiscal manner, if you will, a corrupt fiscal manner that they're going to slow the production of LNG right now because that will create a, a spike in price. And Germany basically has to buy it from America now because we bombed the Nord Stream, too. So it's like, you know, uh, just how many times can uh, the Atlantis' block shoot itself in the foot and kick itself in the balls? I don't know, but apparently this is yet another kick.
1: Yeah, it is. And those kicks are going to keep on coming as long as we've got uh, the uh, the puppet in the White House that is, pulling no strings, but having his pulled on a regular basis by various nefarious actors uh, behind the scenes. And that's exactly what's going on. So there's the world in 60 seconds. Hey, by the way, don't miss a thing. Make sure you download the TNT app. It's great. You can get it on the Apple App Store or Google Play, and then you can listen easily live anywhere, anytime. It doesn't matter, man, because we're available 24-7, 365. The app is available right now to download as we keep you up to speed on TNT,
0: conversations to inform and include. It's
3: meant for everyday people to understand
0: today's news. Talk radio, TNT. Okay,
1: we are back to uh, to state of the nation on TNT, and we're very happy to welcome our first guest. You know him well. He is the host of the Reckoning with Timothy Shea, right here on TNT. It's the aforementioned Timothy Shea. Hello, Timothy. Good to see you, brother.
4: How are you? Happy Friday. Likewise. Good to see you, Steve, Brian. When I hear rigorous environmental review, I don't only yeah. think of all the jobs that aren't going to happen. I think of all the consultant hours that are going to be billed for that rigorous review. And every yeah, time I hear rigorous environmental review, I, I I just think, guys, that the people behind all this climate change garbage need a good, thorough rigorous rogering <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: well well said my friend well they're definitely coming after us they're you're, you're, they're rogering everybody right now uh and they don't seem to really give a rip uh speaking of rogering people uh timothy what do you make of the peter navarro four-month prison term uh, it's, uh it's, gee it's, that it's, does it's, its, point it's a to disgrace a two-tiered system What it's a disgrace. It's
4: an it's an absolute disgrace. Okay, Eric Holder gets held in contempt of Congress. Department of Justice does nothing, nothing. Peter Navarro and um, Steve Bannon Bannon defy a a bogus subpoena from a bogus committee, and, and they're prosecuted. And then Navarro gets sent to prison. Meanwhile. Hunter Biden not only defies a congressional subpoena, he shows up and sits in the front row smirking at them. You're like, you're the gingerbread man, right? You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. Well, yeah, guys, my only the only thing that keeps me from going postal is remembering how the gingerbread man's story ends up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right, Timothy. Um, you know, Humpty Dumpty comes to mind also here in some of these cases. You know, it's that's just actually, like, you
4: know, that's that's my nickname for uh, Jerry Nadler. I call him Humpty Lumpty. <laughs> <laughs> that's a but, good one. but I noticed something. Chris Christie could be his body double. In fact, have you ever seen Jerry Nadler and Chris Christie side by side in the same two shot? I, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> just saying, you know, if we're going to. Well, it is. It, it is conspiracy
1: theories. It, it is true <laughs> that they they both wear their pants and they they both buckle their pants just under their nipples.
4: Right, yeah. right up to here. <laughs> <laughs> so they
1: yeah, they got that going
4: <laughs> for them.
2: The Krispy Kreme diet does wonders for uh, one's figure. Absolutely. Um, but, but, you know, you're, you're absolutely right to point out the the stark behavior of Hunter Biden. It's like not only will he sit there and thumb his nose, gingerbread grin at them, walk out whenever he wants, but he'll get picked up by Marine One and Joe Biden and his bomb-smoking oh, yeah. lawyer friend and, you know, just cruise back to the White House. I mean, I've, I've never seen anything like this. We know corruption runs rampant in D.C. and has for a long time. But, I mean, this is an escalation, is it not, like a big one?
4: Well, it is. And again, I'm not angry at the Democrats for doing what Democrats do. I'm angry at the Republicans for not stopping them. MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene was on Tucker this week. And it's an interview that everybody needs to hear, regardless of what you might think about Marjorie. I've met Marjorie and I can tell you, if nothing else, the woman is earnest. She believes everything she says. And half the things or three quarters of the things that you've heard that she has said she hasn't said i mean jewish space lasers that was the, the smears that this woman has had and she's been swatted seven times seven times yeah. and apparently apparently the same people charged with investigating those swatting calls are the ones that were charged with finding out who leaked the dobbs decisions from the supreme court because <laughs> we do not know it is a mystery
2: <laughs> unbelievable wow well, they did a bang yeah, we, up job with the Dobbs report, didn't they? We still don't yeah. know, as you pointed out last time you were on the show. Yeah, but we do know. It was somebody in Sotomayor, Sotomayor's camp, one of
1: her clerks or something. Of course uh, I, 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 Let me ask you this because we're talking about this uh, essentially, this two tiered system of justice. Uh, I've always said it's not a two-tiered system of justice. It's one tier. It's theirs, and then everybody else is guilty. That's kind yeah. of the way it shakes out. But this goes way back. This, this this isn't a new phenomena. Now they're ramping it up. But let's not forget. I mean, what? what who was the guy that snuck papers out of the White House down his pants? And oh, uh, Scooter
4: Libby. Scooter yeah. Libby. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah scooter. the Scooter. No, the Scooter didn't do it, but he was he was accused of doing. He was accused, accused of, of leaking. The, yeah. And he didn't do it, but then you got a, a Clintonista that did it, and they just—they only prosecute one side of the aisle. They only go after one side of the aisle. I'm not at all shocked that, uh, that 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 a Holder didn't come under prosecution by the DOJ, given the fact that he ran the damn DOJ. It's so blatant, and and what's, yeah. what makes it more infuriating, Timothy, is the fact that the media just yawns as if this is normal. This is the way it well, works in America. Come
4: on. Our, our our media are ostensibly privately owned, but they're just as much state propaganda as CBC is up in Canada. And it, by the way, and if you haven't seen Tucker's speech in Edmonton at the Oilers stadium, uh, it's, it's fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> on fire on it. Yeah. I saw him uh, just this week talking about the actual numbers of illegal aliens mm-hmm. that we have in the country. And, You know, it's one of the first times I've seen uh, a more, I don't know if I should call him a mainstream voice anymore, but he has such a following, I'll just go with it. Um, Say it with those numbers, because, you know, they tell us 2 million all the time, but some gotaways, you know, they kind of fudge it a little bit. And then we saw some figures estimating, you know, 4 million, 8 million. And, and, you know, Tucker's come out with this, uh, you know, citing this report saying, no, it's more like twenty. And 20 million it takes what 17 million to push an election like that's the margin to push an election and we've got three million on top of that and we're slated for what another two to eight million by the end of, by voting time
4: look and that's exactly what all this is about that's what it's been about since 1966 when teddy kennedy dreamt up the strategy is to you know flood the zone with illegal votes that they're going to be beholden the democrats we're going to give them free stuff I did a MAG minute on this, probably it's airing today. There is, There are two Americas. This is a divided nation. But the dividing line isn't what people think. It's not left versus right, red versus blue, Democrat versus Republican. It's not economic. It's not religious or racial. The dividing line is between citizen and non-citizen, right? So if you're a citizen, case in point, getting on an airplane, if you're a citizen, If you don't have a TSA pre-check, which is a digital proctology exam, then you have to take your shoes off. We got to go through all the nonsense. There can be pat-downs. There's definitely been an x-ray. Your bags might get sorted through. But if you're an illegal, all you have to do is show up with a piece of paper that says you're an illegal and your ticket and you can request, not only do you not have to show photo ID, you can request that they not take your picture and TSA will comply. So all all, all the freedom and all the rights and liberties are with the illegals and all of the restrictions and the requirements and the responsibilities reside with citizens. It's completely backwards.
1: Oh, and by the way, you can't forget to mention citizens... Pay for their airline tickets, right? So we got that going too. You know, we're talking about the media and just how abjectly corrupt they are. It's 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 not even it's not even worth saying they're corrupt. That we know who they are. But I was reading uh, in Breitbart today uh, a piece by uh, who's it Nolte, I think, and he says two thousand six hundred and eighty one journalists have so far lost their job in Biden's America. And a whole bunch more are on their way out the door. So these journalists that, quote unquote, I'm throwing air quotes here, journalist outlets are undergoing mass layoffs. Some are on strike. Condé Nast has dumped a bunch. And that's huge. Anybody in the business knows Condé Nast. Uh, So they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot, but they're not changing course. Do you suspect that maybe one day they will, Timothy?
4: (laughs) Well, Taylor Lorenz. Unfortunately, is an, an alumna of my college. It's the only coordinate colleges left in America. It's Hobart for women for men and William Smith for women. And Taylor was graduated from William Smith. Uh, but corporately, it's just one college. And she's not our finest product, guys. Like, okay. We had the guy that created Seinfeld, or the, the guy that greenlit Seinfeld, right? Warren Littlefield for NBC Entertainment. We've had, we had the guy that invented crazy glue. We had the guy that treated the radiation sickness at Chernobyl. We've had a Supreme Court or a a US attorney, Donald Stern, who went on to become a district judge. We've had a lot of great alumni and alumni from these colleges. Elizabeth Blackwell was the first female MD in the country and she was graduated from my college. (laughs) taylor lorenz is not our finest work
2: no (laughs) no absolutely (laughs) she was on Um.
4: she was on bemoaning it yesterday (laughs) saying the same thing oh but condé and guys we don't make enough money to begin with and the jobs just aren't there how is a young journalist supposed to make it in this world it's like well you know you lie down with dogs don't be surprised if you wake up with fleas taylor (laughs)
2: and no job yeah yeah and no job well I'm not too worried about her uh she'll do just fine she plays a great victim journalist out there she's really good at that um so I'm sure there there are uh, plenty of golden pathways for her although it is uh we probably don't have time to get into it but I just have to add it's uh pretty depressing to see Gonzalo Lira um extorted tortured and killed in a Ukrainian uh SBU prison you know, that is extremely concerning. That's a big one.
4: And where's the media? Why isn't that plastered everywhere? Why isn't that running consecutively 24-7 on NBC, CBS, ABC?
2: Yeah, well, uh, because that's an, a, an ostensibly an ally country that just murdered one of our own journalists. So it's a pretty bad story. All right, Timothy, we're out of time. We got to let you go right now. Uh, check out The Reckoning right here on TNT. That is, uh, what is that, 6 p.m. Eastern, Timbo? 6 Eastern. All right. We'll be there. This is today's News Talk. Now, as we move into an election year in
5: U.S. politics at a time when the Western Empire is under attack from within, as if an orchestrated decline is the plan, whilst at the same time the rise of BRICS nations represents a rise of a new multipolar order. Institutions that have controlled the world are at last being questioned for their behavior and their failures absolute power corrupts absolutely and the truth shall set us free those two statements sit at opposite ends of the zeitgeist in a world that is filled with death destruction deceit and a wholesale unwillingness to hold anyone in power to account except for anyone who takes power against the ruling elite of course and then we have seen how that system works
0: weekends with jason olborn on today's news talk TNT a better business tip from TNT radio news talk radio listeners are some of the most active and involved listeners of any format TNT radio listeners rely on TNT radio often as their primary source of information they trust TNT radio and are highly engaged with the content If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page, and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to TNTRadio.live. Today's News Talk Radio. I do
2: a lot of streaming radio.
3: I do a lot of free streaming.
0: TNTRadio.live.
2: Well, Wayne Wayne Allen Root wrote an article. uh, I think that came out today. He said, this is the most dangerous moment in America's history. We're all Texans now and uh when speaking about the enemy from within the evil enemy from within side the white house uh as they can see their reign of terror is ending they're desperate to hold on to power but they see it slipping away they have two choices now either try to win the election by rigging and cheating at unimaginable levels far worse than 2020 or burn the country down on the way out the door so that trump inherits a disaster a country on fire Divided like never before, on the verge of collapse, on the verge of civil war, on the verge of World War III, and in the throes of a massive foreign invasion, overwhelming our economy, schools, and healthcare system. Now, Wayne's a buddy of ours, and he's known to use pretty strong language, but uh, I can't find anything... Um, outside the realm of reality and what he just said right there. And joining us now is a retired uh, Special Operations Supervisor and a um, a border subject matter expert, Mr. Eric Swanson. Eric, thank you for joining us here at State of the Nation. Um, your reaction to uh, Wayne Allen Root's assessment?
5: Oh, wow. Well, how coincidental. I, I just read on Newsmax, 10 FBI retired FBI officials have warned the Biden administration that we have a soft invasion. You got military men. It says in modern history, the U.S. has never suffered an invasion of homeland, and yet one is unfolding now. Military-aged men from across the globe coming unscathed. We don't know what's going on. It reminds me of 9-11. I was still working, and, and the, the the hair-rising thing is the fact that we don't know who's coming through. And if you thought 9-11 was bad, I think I could say it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when. When is this something going to happen again that's going to make 9-11 look Pretty low
1: key. Yeah. 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 And I must say,
5: Eric, hello. welcome to the
1: show. It's so great to have you. Thank yeah. You. I mean, 9 11, you think back on 9 11 and it took 19, uh, 19 to do the damage that was done on 9 11. Now we're looking at millions. Obviously, the vast majority of those millions are here to probably better their lives and, you know, send money back to the homeland and whatever. But even if you take, let's just say 2% of them, That's a hell of a lot more than 19, isn't it? And I'm looking at this letter that you were just uh, referencing here, and it was written by a whole bunch of, uh, well, a whole bunch of former spooks and high-level FBI guys. And they say, uh, the threat that we call out today is new and unfamiliar. In its modern history, the U.S. has never suffered an invasion of the homeland, and yet one is unfolding now. Military-age men from across the globe, many from countries or regions not friendly to the United States, are landing in waves on our soil by the thousands, not by splashing ashore from a ship or parachuting from a plane, but rather on foot across a border that has been accurately advertised around the globe as largely unprotected with ready access granted. So I've got to ask you, and this just seems to be the obvious question, Eric, if you hated the United States and you wanted to do irreparable harm to the United States, and word got to you that our southern
5: border is wide open. What would you do? Get a little suitcase that has one. You said nineteen people. A suitcase that has one dirty bomb and walk right across the border in the middle of the day. And and here you go. And and I'm I'm claiming asylum. And oh, we got thousand others that we just we can't process. We take you and don't even check you. And here you go, free everything and free free medical care, all that. And it just takes one. Uh, and we don't know who's coming through. Uh, and and truly that some of these people coming through hate America, you know, and they're coming through just to plant their, like you said, spooks, just sleepers, just when it's time, it's time. And I say, it's when it's not if.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Eric, um, this, this whole thing, uh, particularly this, this issue I'm about to mention here takes me back to 2001 before nine 11, there was a broadcaster named William Cooper and William Cooper was, he predicted that something big is going to happen, and they're going to pin it on Osama bin Laden because he was kind of just reading the tea leaves in the media. And just this week, I'm sure you saw it, someone, um, there's video of a guy crossing the border illegally, and he says, you don't know my name yet, but you will. Um, Well, apparently, I, I haven't been able to verify this yet, but from what I'm seeing in the social media feeds, this person that crossed illegally, his name is Movsam Sandov, and he's the chairman of the Azerbaijan- islamic party and it's my understanding if i if this is correct again someone can fact check me on this but this is what's flying around in the feeds right now has been charged in the past um and convicted and the nature of the charges were arms trafficking and illicit use of weapons criminal premeditation and conspiracy terrorism treason and seditional unlawful disobedience convicted on october 7th of 2011 for 12 years um this is the type of person apparently That is coming across the border and it's not a single case of this kind of person coming across we've caught uh cbp has said over a hundred and some odd uh known terrorist people coming across our border so i know that must concern you um and i'll take your response on that after a brief headline here we'll come back we'll pick up right there on that topic here at state of the nation on today's news talk tnt
5: here's what's making news. tnt radio news for tnt this is james o'neill Former President Donald Trump is reportedly disrupting Republican negotiations with Democrats for a border agreement that would facilitate additional financial support for Ukraine, according to The Washington Post. Peter Navarro, formerly an advisor in the Trump administration, has received a four-month prison sentence and a $9,500 fine for not complying with congressional subpoenas related to the January 6, 2021 investigation.
0: Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT Radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT Radio.
2: That's right. Our guest is Eric Swanson. Eric, what do you think about this? I mean, this feels hauntingly familiar to me when I see, you know, a story like the one that we're just talking about here. It really takes me back to
5: 9-11. wow well, look at, look at what I, uh, Imperial Beach, not Imperial Beach, but uh, La Jolla yesterday, one of the most prominent areas in San Diego where uh, you might get a single wide trailer for a million, $2 million. They had a Ponga come in that uh, some citizen it came in, went through the breakers right and launched, and you see them running across the streets, unscathed, unchecked. So they're going through into La Jolla and we don't know who they are. And, and 30 minutes before that, the Imperial Beach agents were using, we working a, a ponga as well, landing and caught zero. So say 30-40, I've seen 60-80 on a ponga. How many of those people? They're going in La Jolla and they're not even worried about them. Like I said, 9-11 was terrible. I think this is worse.
3: Oh,
2: it you know. absolutely is. So I just have to throw this in there, Steve. I'm sorry. It absolutely is. We lost what? 9,997 people. I mean, 3,997 people on 9 nine eleven. approximately 3,000 people. Just last year, we lost 100,000 Americans to this toxic chemical warfare drug that some of these people are bringing over. I mean, it's it's an order of magnitude already in death here in the United States.
5: Um, absolutely. And, and again, worried about things like, um, you know, what's going on in sporting events, uh, you know, what's going on, who can play in sporting events and this, that we're worried so much about that. And all these people are just coming through, you know, and as fast as we can get them, we're letting them out. I mean, there was 600 and uh, 684 NTAs, uh, notice to appears is what they're called. Dick, they, why don't you switch them to notice to disappears yesterday alone, just in San Diego, six hundred and forty get them in and get them out as fast as you can. Who are they? Don't yeah. know, they're not being picked. What are they carrying? Uh, Don't know, we haven't we screened them. Don't know. Yeah, but well, you know, I the, the one thing that gives
1: me some comfort is Alejandro Mayorkas assures us that the border is closed. And yeah, and you know, I tell you, the thing is is what's what's the news talking about? Well, Ryan Gosling got nominated for Barbie, but Margot Robbie didn't, and neither did the the, the heroic female director. Uh, so let's talk about that. Meanwhile, We've got people flooding across the border that we have no idea who they are. You mentioned they're heading to La Jolla. Hey, they're heading to Peoria. They're heading to uh, Atlanta. They're heading to Macon. They're heading to uh, St. Petersburg. They're heading all over the place by the thousands, and we're doing nothing about it. And, you know, I I would wager, Eric, and you see if you believe this, that they're already wargaming who they're gonna blame it on when the major attack happens. I bet they are I've already got that worked out, how they're gonna pin the blame somehow on Trump, but certainly on Trump supporters, probably the, the Republicans.
5: <laughs> you just I was just gonna say I interrupt. Yep, they're gonna blame it on Trump. I live in Louisiana and we're they're coming here unscathed up the freeway. I just drove for some physical therapy this morning and looking at vehicles and, and it's like wow, 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 who are they? And and where how oh, they're where are they going? Unscathed, and we're worried about peddly stuff like that. And they will blame it on Trump. And and it's it's sad. It's just destroying the economy, destroying, you know, destroying everything, uh, because we're letting everybody come through unscathed. It takes yeah. one.
2: 191. Right. Now Let me ask you about your thoughts on what's happening here in Texas. You're, you're my neighbor, basically over there in Louisiana. I'm over here in Texas. I'm in central Texas. I've driven down to the Southern border to kind of check it out uh, last year. And I spoke with CBP officers. I spoke with national guard, you know, spoke with as many people as I could. And what's clear to me is that CBP's ROE is basically to process it's process, process, process. They don't, you know what I mean, there's no such thing as deportation right now, um, and there's sort of a—I don't know if it's an actual battle or a PR battle that Governor Abbott is in. Um, I'm getting mixed reviews on that. Some of my independent journalist friends are down there in the Eagle Pass sector saying that even the the people that they're detaining inside of that wire are still being, you know, under cover of darkness released to CBP for processing. But the overall discussion about it has SCOTUS is involved now. A very uh, dubious decision by SCOTUS on this. What do you think about what's happening um, out here in the Eagle Pass sector right now?
5: You know, it's funny when we say we talk about worrying about other things. Let's, let's talk about this. It's a federal government. So you have states like California, Colorado and stuff where cannabis is legal recreationally. You don't have to worry about medicinally because it's recreational. Okay. But it's still against federal law. So if you have X amount, and you're coming through, and it's your use, and you get caught by the feds, they're going to take it from you and put a little seizure thing saying, hey, we took this from you, okay? And yet, they're not enforcing it. Why all of a sudden, they're enforcing that? You know, the federal government doesn't believe, in, uh, doesn't agree with Abbott, but now they're enforcing it. Well, you know, it's it's they're worried about little stuff and not worried about the big stuff. I think he should continue doing it, and, and continue doing it, because there are a lot of Former Biden supporters that are saying we can't—you uh, got to be kidding me—and we're sorry because they're scrambling because it's a joke. And you mentioned my myarkus. Every- as soon as you mentioned his name, I heard hop, hop, rah, rah, like a circus because that's what's going on—a circus yeah. at the White House and a circus on the border. Yeah, it's yeah, a show.
1: yeah. It's an absolute crying shame. And these guys, it, it, it would it, it would be bad enough if they just were incompetent. That would be bad enough. But this isn't incompetency at a certain point you've got to stop and uh, and look at common sense and say this is not incompetency incompetency this is an absolute planned invasion uh that they are they are facilitating uh it's not working for him politically though eric and i know we're, you're not really a political guy but i would suspect mm-hmm. i mean you're more of an enforcement guy but i would suspect that They're going to, they're going to have to change their tune pretty damn quick on this because we found out that in both Iowa and in New Hampshire, the, and these, this is Iowa and New Hampshire. It's not like we're talking about Eagle pass here or even (laughs) San Diego. It's Iowa and New Hampshire. And they're both, both those States, their number one concern, the Southern border. So what do you think is, do you think politically they're going to
5: shift? Or do you think they're just going to cash all their chips in and say, screw it? Well, what's going on right now is all about the money. That's all. It's just like all this other stuff. It's about the money. I think what's going to happen is they're going to learn a day late, and they're, they're going to be a day late and a dollar short. It's going to happen, and they're going to scramble like 9/11. You think we would have learned from 9/11? It doesn't matter your creed. It doesn't matter your political party. It's this is something that's called, uh, you know, it, 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 blood is blood is red, and it and it's. That's what they should worry about. It's about this country, not about what you, who you vote, and how you, how you roll. And we're going to find out again a day late and a dollar short. And hopefully, it's after I'm gone because I don't want to live through another one. But this is what's going to happen. And I think it's come. I think the, I think there'll be some big changes coming up in in November of this year. And thank, hope oh, God it is because something's got to be done.
2: You know. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is um, to use a leftist term. This is unsustainable. You know, I was watching the White House press briefing this morning. Uh, they're talking about this battle with Texas heating up and uh, KJP says uh, they're working on good faith solutions, negotiations and policy. She's using all these talking points broken systems, referring to a broken system. that Democrats in the Senate and their partners in the GOP, in most cases in the Senate, I suppose, are looking at fixing. Right. Um, and she's blaming the Congress, basically, um, you know, and it's really interesting because she said if they truly want to help with the issue that they should talk to their congressional members in their state, referring to the 25 Republican governors that signed a letter supporting Texas, that's half of the United States. She very much minimized that. And she said um, they need to ask their, their congressional members, you know, to make sure they have the resources they need to deal with the broken system. You know, that's the way we deal. The way we deal that with this is for Congress to act. But I find this very interesting because SCOTUS ruled uh, their ruling and she's saying, well, at, they're the law of the land and CBP is enforcing the law. Wait, what? No. Um, if if you'll not be cooperating with laws that prosecute illegal aliens, then you shouldn't be getting funds to support them. And that really feels like what her talking points are all leading to more more money to fix a broken system with no intention of actually deterring unfettered uh, illegal immigration. Um, What do you think about that in our final minute or two here?
5: A broken system, a system that you broke is why it's broken. That's that's exactly why it's broken. And it's all a, a song and a dance. It's it's, you know, uh. We're doing it the best way we can. And and this and that it's it's just, for example, I remember if you get caught, supposedly, if you get caught without your uh, immigration document to be here, it's uh, 30 days in jail and it's a fine. And we don't enforce the CBP is not enforcing a single law because it says if you don't, if this is what you have to come here, if not, you go back. It's as simple as that. You know, but we're not doing that. We're letting them all come. I'm going to Africa for two months and coming up this year. And I had to do this, 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 and this in order to go there. And I already did that. That's what it says. They enforce it. We don't, we let anybody and their grandmother come in to include people from Africa and all over the
2: place. Absolutely amazing. This is, this is going to be the topic of the year. You know, it's been the topic of the year for us for over two years now, but this will be the topic of the year until a black swan event of some sort happens uh around this vignette that we're now uh forced into you know um eric we're out of time and uh we just really want to let you know how much we appreciate you for joining us here at state of the nation your subject matter expertise is always valued and we'd love to have you back uh, i don't know how the internet connection is in africa so you'll have to come come back on the show uh before Anytime. Or after your-
5: and i'm gonna go to texas before i leave hopefully
2: All right, well, give me a call. Maybe we can go to the rifle range and have some fun or something, or go down to that border and see if we can't raise some hell.
5: Oh, I would love it. Y'all be good, (laughs) have a good
2: weekend. All right, take care. All right, right. Eric Swanson, thank you so much for joining us right here on State of the Nation at today's News Talk, TNT.
3: She used to dance and dream of a better life, a brighter future with nutritious food to eat. A chance to learn, to get an education, and do incredible things. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, she dances for the world. Together, we give children in poverty a chance to set their sights high and achieve their dreams. By ensuring that they have access to health care, education, life skills and more so they can grow, thrive and believe in themselves.
6: Gracias. Gracias.
3: Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today.
1: Even the thought of dementia can feel scary. It's why we put off getting help, even though we've noticed changes in our thinking or memory. But an early diagnosis can change everything, giving you medical help and a support system around you to help you live better. Start with Dementia Australia's
0: online checklist. Because the sooner you know, the more you can do. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio.
1: All right, welcome back to State of the Nation on today's News Talk TNT Radio, and we're always happy to welcome our next guest to the program. Not only is he a weatherman extraordinaire, climatologist extraordinaire, he's also a colleague on TNT. It's Joe Bastardi. Hello, Joe. Welcome to State of the Nation. How are you,
6: sir? Well, I'll tell you what. When I got the, got the invitation, you just made my day. How's that? I'm doing good. I
1: hope you guys <laughs> right. are, too. Yeah, to see we're, we're happy to have you. Um Joe the the reason I like you first of all I, I, your forecasts are pretty spot on. I've I've noticed I live on the uh Jersey Shore and you nailed the last storm coming through and you were
6: telling us all about this but what part uh, of the shore what part of the shore you live on Steve? Point Pleasant. Really? I I Summer's Point boy. Okay, Summer's well there Delta you go.
1: City. Yep. Yep. Uh, but All right. The, the the point is is you always give a pretty reliable forecast. But you don't fall into the trap of the climate change zealots that are out there. In fact, you rail against them. And we were talking at the top of this program. Uh, Now, this is more of a political thing, and I don't know if you really want to dive into it. But as it relates to the climate, maybe you can. The Biden administration has put a halt on liquid natural gas uh, plants uh, that are used to basically export LNG. And they're going to just basically freeze all of that for what they say could take at least a year while they do some further studies because they want to help the people out regarding climate change. So never mind all the thousands of jobs that are going to be crushed. Never mind the uh capital investments that are going to be destroyed. Uh how much how much uh how many extra days living on the planet are we going to have because of this policy?
6: Oh, well, it's kind of an interesting policy because a lot of people that um uh Uh, You know, the the price of natural gas is way down. The world is washing natural gas right now. And uh, the people that invest in that kind of thing got kind of mad because if we had a lot more LNG exports going, then the price would naturally go up. So if you had a long position in natural gas, you weren't happy to see uh, the Biden people come in and mon- monkey with the market the way they do it. They're always doing this stuff. But, I mean, I don't I don't get involved in that kind of uh, you know investment. But my forecast, I have a bunch of energy companies. I have winded solar companies. So winded solar companies are a dream come true for a meteorologist. Do You understand that, folks, because they need the weather every single day. A fossil fuel company needs it for a season or a week or whatever, right? They just they want to know, like the Texas freeze. We call that Texas freeze nine days away. So those those companies we had uh, were all ready for it, and they they invest in that kind of thing and they make decisions based on it. But a solar and wind company, my goodness, there is no reason economically. I should be against solar and wind. It's a boon to meteorologists, and it's why a lot of the meteorologists just jump into the fire and say, yeah, this is right. Let's let's do all this stuff. So I just can't do that because I was brought up a certain way. Um, I also believe that, uh, you know, my mission is to be right, because when I'm right, people ask me about it. Give glory to my heavenly father. And I have a lot of gratitude toward God for uh, doing what I've wanted to do since I was 3. And I find it I find that one of the things is that I look at I look at every single thing the other guy looks at. All right? That's, that's just that's what you should do immediately. You already know what you know. What you need to know is what someone else might know that you might need, right? None of these people. None of these people look at what I look at. All right? Like well, I I really feel we're nailing this winter. When this winter's over, our forecast issued in August is going to be right on top of what happened. And uh, it's because of, uh, believe it or not, it's because of the hypothesis I now have on uh, what is driving the climate. I found out that what I suspected, that there was a lot of what we call geothermal input from the crust of the earth, the increase in underwater, if you want to call it volcanic activity, is is heating the ocean. It can't be CO2. The back radiation from CO2 only penetrates a millimeter of the ocean. It's like, are you kidding me? And for those of you out there that have ever uh, ever cooked before, all right, if you need to boil a pot of water, are you going to use a blow dryer, a sun lamp, or are you going to turn on the stove underneath? So what's driving all this? Because the oceans have all the all the uh, energy, almost 99% of the energy. It's laughable to think that the atmosphere – the ocean is warming because of absorption of energy from the atmosphere. It's the other way around. the atmosphere the atmosphere responds to the oceans. So when you put together this working hypothesis, it's actually been, I believe the the current global warming that's going on uh, is uh, for a meteorologist that actually studies the initial conditions and the major drivers and forces, this is a godsend for me. But if you just sit there, oh, if, if your only agenda is to use the weather to blame climate change, you basically you're blind to the real story of the weather. Like if we, if, you know, I have clients in the UK, right? And every time it rains hard there, look out, it's gonna get very, very cold. It's gonna get, get brutal again in Europe from February 10th to about March 15th, just like it is in the United States. You're, the worst part of the winter is not done at Point Pleasant. Believe me, not by a long shot. So you can get. Ready I was going to gonna ask you that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a February into March winter this year. So uh, for for the Jersey Shore and those areas, so you've had a couple of snows already. Of course, the first we were we we had this December twelfth. We told our clients going to be a brutal outbreak in January, and it came. And there was something going on in the stratosphere, and we knew there'd be a lot of stratospheric warming this year because. Uh, uh, A, the El Nino puts water vapor in the air, but that huge volcano that went off put unbelievable amounts of water vapor in the air. And water vapor is correlated to a rise in temperature. All right, and the correlation to the rise in temperatures, mainly in the Arctic regions, right? And that's what people don't understand. There's no correlation between carbon dioxide and the temperature, but there's correlation to water vapor. You can explain almost every single 10th of warming if you simply look at the increase in water vapor over the last 30 to 40 years, it explains everything. But then again, that would blow, that would blow away the entire missive. Right. So yeah. I, I can't even remember the question you asked me, but that's what happens when you ask me a question, you're going someplace you didn't know you were going to go. Well, well, Joe,
2: <laughs> I, I want to follow up on, on your theory because we've spoken with you about this before you have great evidence to demonstrate it. Uh, this, this, this concept of um you know geothermic uh contribution to co2 yeah. now um there are uh two long dormant supervolcanoes, one uh in southern italy and um, another one adjacent to mammoth mountain in uh, california um when something like that has an eruption i mean and you've pointed out these things happen under the the seabed all the time that's where,
6: that's where you really Brian. that's where you really have to look at it because even though these things if if they uh, the the ones that you have to look at are in the tropics and at the base of the uh, ocean all right uh, the ones in the in the mid latitudes all right generally a jet stream will just spread the uh, spread the uh sulfur dioxide around but if, you, if you're in the tropics and it blasts into the stratosphere, that reduces incoming radiation. Uh, when that reduces incoming radiation, you're going to naturally get a reaction from the oceans. A lot of times, the initial reaction is an El Nino. Now, why would that be? Because if you reduce the amount of incoming radiation into the tropical areas, it slows down the easterlies. And when you slow down the easterlies, you pile up warm water in the Pacific. So that's in a nutshell. So that's why we see a lot of that going on. Uh, and the, uh, but, but the underwater, I, I'm using just simple thermodynamics here, all right, that if you are heating the ocean from a source that wasn't there 35 years ago or was in an equilibrium 35 years ago, what do you think is going to happen? And I'm in fights with everybody on both sides of the issue here because you get some geologists that say, oh, well, it's um, it, it, it's like putting a Bunsen burner at the bottom of a swimming pool. Well, let me tell you something. There may be a million Bunsen burners down there. We don't really know. And they totally avoid the subject all the time. They let little bits and pieces come. Eh, hunger tonga might have, uh, you know, one-sixth of the warming might be from that. Totally Totally, uh, completely ignoring the fact that, and I tell people all this time, this warming, if you know what you're looking at, this was our San Jacinto. It pulled them in to a battlefield that they cannot defend, all right? I mean, uh, uh, they cannot win that battle. In other words, I'm playing on Sam Houston over here, even though I'm not Sam Houston. But the fact is that you pick the fight, and when that global temperature spiked, there is no way you could say that's CO2. You can't say that's a reaction to the solar cycles. It had to be something else, and the volcano proved it's water vapor. I thought this would—I I really thought that the field of meteorology would wake up in 2015, 16 after that super Niño. There, uh, the first hint was 97, 98, because it both showed what was going on. But you know, it's, it's just like. Uh, I I I'm sort of disgusted with a lot of Joe, let me the, uh, Joe, let,
1: the let, let, let me let me chime in here real quick on this because I think what you're I understand the disgust. I mean here you are your peers aren't acknowledging what well, no, you they don't have ple-
6: to. Brian, Brian, they don't or oh, Steven, they don't have to acknowledge me. I don't really care. All right. No, no, but what I'm, what
1: I'm saying is they're not acknowledging the data you're looking at even though the data yeah. is good. And my question is, first of all, You're mentioning water vapor, uh, you know, in the atmosphere. Well, boy, you don't have to tell the folks of San Diego that they're getting flooded in record rate right now, and the West Coast is getting
6: diluted. Listen, that's 1978 all over again. All right, that was an El Nino year. We have very similar rotation of Madden-Julian Oscillation of 78. This winter in the overall pattern, the, the temperatures were colder in 78, is running very close to 78. February to March was brutal in 78. I'm even worried about New England getting crushed in 10 days from a uh, you know a, a similar situation to what happened in 78 where that blizzard went in there. So it has happened before. I already set that. I set that trap on Twitter about a week ago. I said, you know, if you want to start telling me that's climate change. I'll, I'll give you five examples of when that happened. And and what's great, what is so great about what's going on in California? And I don't wish any, in fact, I issued a mudslide watch three weeks ago in California on Twitter. I, uh, so I I see this stuff coming, right? But what's going on is two years ago, they were screaming, this drought's not going to reverse for a thousand years, right? Do you understand that even normal rainfall means that California is going to be in a drought. You know why? Because a drought index is also based on consumption and demand. So if there are 42 million people now, and there were only 14 million people in California in the 1950s, you could have the same amount of precipitation as you did in the 1950s, but you're still going to drain your water much, 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 much more. So you need more precipitation in California. And it is just astounding to me that these people don't even look at this. I I read some of the stuff and I said, how do these people get away with it? You know, Al Gore is pulling the old Joe Biden. Okay, Uh, uh, Joe Biden, uh, if you get the vaccine, you're not going to get COVID, right? Uh, Well, Al Gore, if we get it to net zero within three years, it'll stop the warming. I mean, where do these people come from? I'm just amazed that, I'm not amazed that they're walking around on the planet. I wish no human being ill will, but I'm amazed that they say what they say and people simply buy into it without looking. I don't I don't know what happened to question authority, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just
2: yeah. bizarre. I mean, in California, it's like what you just said is really important, and I'll add on to it. They also siphon off buttloads of their water to nestle to bottle and sell they also use an absurd yeah. amount of water to grow almonds and pistachios and stuff like that 90 percent of which leave the country all right not even for sale in the country it goes to canada it goes to china it goes to other place and then you've got these green wackos that say oh Oh, we just came out of a drought and we got a lot of water and the reservoirs are at 90%. Well, we better drain 60% of what's in there yeah. because we might save a it, salmon or it, two. It,
6: it's, it's, it's self-destruct. It's self-destruct. Look, the great Warren Zevon had this pegged many, many years ago Would uh, Desperado under the eaves. If For you Warren Zevon fanatics out there, if California falls into the ocean like the mystics and statistics say it will, I predict this hotel will be standing until i pay my bill all right but even back then (laughs) he knew what was going on you know i i I, by the way there are a lot of there are a lot of artists that recognize what the weather was up to back in the 60s and 70s they wrote observational music about that you know bob seger's got some great uh what i call weather music the ballad of the edmund fitzgerald all right what's that never rains in california but when it does it pours right it's just, it's just kind of interesting. And I'm sitting here looking at you. Know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a product of the sixties and seventies. I'm going these people that have come to power products of the sixties and seventies, they must've been, I, I never smoked a drug in my life. Okay. So I just want that clear, but they, they must've been doing a lot of stuff because they used to sing the songs, but apparently you don't remember what the heck the song was about, you know, <laughs> I love it when
1: you're on, Joe, because we really get to look into the mind of a weather geek, and there it is. You even have weather rock and roll that you can refer to. Oh, my gosh, Uh, yeah.
6: (laughs) I have my top 10. I'm Larry the Cable Guy's weatherman. We do the top 10 (laughs) weather rock and roll songs, you know, of all times. You know, I think (laughs) if if you want to hear a great song, it's off a 94 album with Bob Seger. Uh, He wrote it to his son. It's called In Your Time. And I believe he wrote it right after that big storm. I always try to track it down. For instance, Girls in Their Summer Clothes, the video that Bruce Springsteen did, was uh, the first weekend in November of 2007 when Hurricane Noel was moving east of New Jersey. It was a strong northwest flow. I mean, all the visual stuff. And I always try to track down when someone wrote a song and if he was influenced by the weather, the song "Cover Me" was written during that big '84 storm at the end of March. So I do all this linkage. Oh yeah, it's it's a because you know the thing about rock and roll is, and which I could never understand how these rock and roll guys are so you know lined up for all these causes that basically say no freedom because after yeah. all, it's like it's like can you imagine having to go out and, and do a guitar solo? The way someone tells you to do it rather than go out there ripping it the way you want to do it. I mean, it just it just baffles me. But a lot of them, because of their abstract thinking, do observe the weather and they love to put the real good writers love to put what they observe into their songs. I mean, one of the greatest conservative songs ever is Taxman by the Beatles. Right. You, they're right. German, you know, once a what, what, what's the, what's the Beatles made money, they go, wait, wait a minute. I'm getting five cents on the dollar. What the heck is that? Right.
1: <laughs> well, Joe, listen, I uh, want to thank you very, very much uh, for coming on. It's always great. It's also good to know that February and March, I better get my shovel and my salt ready. Uh, we yeah, do well, want to thank you. Well, where can we find American, you on Twitter? Because we got about 30 uh, well, seconds.
6: Uh, well, it's an American Pie American Pie February. February may be shiver with each weather report I deliver. Uh, I'm, a, I'm Big Joe Bastardi on Twitter. I want you to take a listen to our podcast. It's called The American Storm. Another Bob okay. Seger reference, right? And, and, you know, basically. We got to roll. We'll be back got
1: to roll